Welcome back to another round of the Liberty Update. This is where we give you your need-to-know news from an Article 5 perspective. Now is an exciting time to be a part of the Convention of States movement, and I would really encourage you to go to conventionofstates.com, follow our blog, follow us on social media, and subscribe to this podcast. We have several important announcements coming in the next couple weeks. So again, make sure to subscribe to Convention of States on all those accounts so you don't miss any of our important updates. On today's show, we have some shocking news from the Department of Defense and Woke Military. We're also happy to report that Sound of Freedom has made over $85 million at the box office despite lies attempting to destroy the film. And lastly, we'll recap this week's COS at Home webinar with Senator Rick Santorum. You won't want to miss any of these important stories. All of that right here on the Liberty Update. The Department of Defense is not just sitting on over 20,000 unused border wall panels. The federal agency is also storing the material for a whopping $160,000 every month. On the first day Biden took office, the border wall effort that Trump first initiated came to a halt. More than 450 miles of panels had been installed, mostly upgrading outdated or deteriorated fencing. Just 15% of the Trump administration's goals were constructed, and the excess supplies, including fiber optic cables, lighting, and other materials, were sent to storage where they remain today until the Biden administration decides what to do with the government-owned items. Colonel Jason Jeffries provided details to the House Homeland Security Committee this week, and he said the government validates that inventory and then reviews it to determine whether it is reusable or must be thrown to scrap. When wall construction contracts were first terminated, the total amount of material on the Department of Defense side was worth $262 million. The value and cost of storage have slowly decreased as the wall material has been pulled. North Carolina Representative Dan Bishop said that instead of getting what Americans paid for, we're left with wall panels to bake in the desert and a wide open border. President Biden's unconscionable decision compromises national security. So as political control swings back and forth between parties in Washington, Americans are left dealing with the consequences of the games. If the government is wasting millions to store materials, what else are they spending money on without the public's knowledge? This outrageous waste is exactly why Convention of States is so important. And that isn't the only account of the insanity of our woke military, unfortunately. According to Senator Mike Rounds, an 18-year-old female military recruit was forced to sleep and shower with trans-identifying men in basic training and felt powerless to speak out due to fear of retaliation. Last week, the Senate Armed Services Committee held a confirmation hearing for General Charles Brown Jr., nominated to replace Mark Milley as chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff later this year. The committee probed General Brown on various issues, including how he will address record-low military recruitment and controversial diversity and equity policies. Take a listen to what Senator Brown said in the committee hearing. General, this is something that I never thought I would be sitting here in the United States Senate asking questions about, and yet it's one that has been brought to my attention by our South Dakota Adjutant General. 
General Brown, you will take the seat in the midst of the largest recruiting crisis in the history of DOD's 50-year all-volunteer force. While the service has struggled to meet recruiting numbers, there has been an increased emphasis on immutable characteristics like race and sex, and the department has increasingly focused on new policies and plans in areas like equity, extremism, gender ideology, abortion, and sex change operations. There is even a growing bureaucracy that focuses on these specific issues. I'm aware of a situation that was just brought to my attention where a young woman in the South Dakota National Guard experienced a situation at basic training where she was sleeping in open bays and showering with biological males who had not had gender reassignment surgery but were documented as females because they had begun the drug therapy process. This 18-year-old girl was uncomfortable with her situation but had limited options on how to deal with it. If she raised uh, her hand, she feared she'd be targeted for retaliation. She could have recycled, which would have delayed her freshman college start and would not have provided a guarantee of a different situation. She could request uh, to leave the Guard for religious purposes and not be able to pursue her dream of serving our country. General Brown, this is a challenging situation. If confirmed as the chairman, how do you propose to handle situations like this, which I truly believe may be impacting recruitment and morale by placing a disproportionate emphasis on gender-related ideology? According to the Heritage Foundation, the U.S. military is predicted to fall short of its recruitment goals this year by thousands. Unfortunately, the report notes it is not clear that our national leaders even understand there is a problem. The current recruitment crisis has been attributed to the federal government's woke agenda. As one journalist put it, maybe it's better having a country that inspires patriots to defend it rather than one that makes them want to throw up. That being said, we cannot rely on Washington to fix the problem. In fact, Washington will only make it worse. By putting the far-left woke agenda above military readiness and excellence, our government has compromised America's national strength. Thankfully, with an Article 5 convention, we the people can fix that. Sound of Freedom has soared above $100 million in box office sales as of Thursday, as lies continue to try to take down the film. God's children are not for sale. That's the clear message relayed in the eye-opening film, Sound of Freedom. The movie has remained one of the top three performing movies in America since the start of July, exposing audiences to the sickening reality of child trafficking. While the movie is not political or divisive, it has sparked a strange wave of attacks. The movie's protagonist, Tim Ballard, has been accused of supporting microchipping children. The verified lie spread like wildfire across the internet and social media, causing many to distrust the film's origins. Ballard addressed the falsehood in a video saying the rumors are complete baloney. Listen to what he said. Hey guys, it will never cease to amaze me how, how far the godless leftist media will go to run interference for human traffickers. They're throwing everything at me right now. I just saw uh, a post that seems to be trending in certain places saying that I 
am in favor of putting microchips in children so we can track them. It's complete baloney. I've never weighed in on that. I've never said anything. In fact, I'm very much against anything that would allow the government or others to control children. Um, I just found out yesterday that I'm also apparently uh, involved in trafficking. I, I run trafficking networks or that I'm some mason uh, involved in strange Masonic practices. It's not gonna stop. Expect every lie. I, at, at this point, I have been accused of everything but murder. So I want you just to expect more to come, including probably that I've killed people. Who knows? The movie took five years to finally hit theaters, confirming the uphill battle endured to expose the extent of sex trafficking. Many news outlets have compared the film to conspiracies and other articles have called it controversial. But what is so wrong about educating the masses on an evil operation that goes unnoticed in our communities? With just a $14 million budget and originally dropped by Disney in 2018, the response signals a peculiar distaste for revealing child trafficking. Data shows the attacks are not working. Not only has the film raked in over $100 million in just the first month, Angel Studios is also the only studio to accomplish a second weekend increase greater than 35% over their opening weekend during the summer season. Despite all the setbacks, the success of the movie has just proven that people are willing to face hard topics and expose evil operations that are going on around the world. This week, former U.S. Senator and Convention of States Senior Advisor Rick Santorum joined Convention of States Regional Director Jonathan Viad on Wednesday for an exclusive episode of COS at Home where the two filled in listeners on important information about Convention of States Foundation's upcoming Article 5 simulated convention. To kick off the night, Viad and Santorum joked about the recent White House cocaine scandal. It's really interesting that they would give up on this investigation as quickly as they have the senator noted. Obviously, the administration doesn't want anyone to be found out. It's not surprising they got in. It is surprising that there isn't evidence of who was in the area during that time. He added that the fruitless investigation further undermined trust in the institution of government. Take a listen to what he had to say. Again, it, it's one of those things, it's, it, it's an undermining of an institution. It's another, uh, another thing that shows that you know, not everybody's treated equal. You never read the book Animal Farm. Some of you probably have if you're my age because it was required reading when I was going to school. That was back when the Soviet Union existed and we had a Cold War and, you know, we knew what the atheist evil empire was all about. And we knew we were the, we were the Judeo Christian good guys. And uh, we've sort of lost that. I mean, in some respects, the fall of the Soviet Union uh, really led to the somewhat destruction of American culture because uh, there was no longer the good and evil that could be portrayed and, and was portrayed throughout my lifetime, my early lifetime. And, and I think that's, that's really what we've seen is sort of this degradation of, of, of society led by, you know, people who think that now, you know, they, they can be the authoritarians. And this is what COS is all about, trying to attack this authoritarian bent in Washington where as an animal farm, you know, everyone's equal, but some are more equal than others. And, and that's what you're seeing here. You see people being treated more equal than others. And, uh, and that is undermining confidence in our institutions at every level. 
Shifting his focus to the Convention of States Foundation's upcoming simulated Article 5 convention in Colonial Williamsburg, Santorum shared that the event will, quote, help train people to be leaders in the cause. Bills don't get passed without champions, he said, noting that the simulation will raise up new leaders to champion COS. The sponsor is the one who drives the engine to get it done. Hundreds of bills pass every legislative season, and every one of them has a champion. To learn more about Senator Rick Santorum's appearance on COS at Home, be sure to read the full story on the Convention of States blog. To join him in his support of COS and in encouraging state legislators to champion the Article 5 solution, be sure to sign the Convention of States petition. And that's a wrap on today's episode of the Liberty Update. Remember, if you are interested in learning more about any of the stories you heard today, you can go to conventionofstates.com and visit our blog for an in-depth analysis on these stories. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter so you don't miss any breaking news from the Convention of States team. Once again, thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next week. Take care.